The podcast which you are about to hear is politically incorrect and offensive. The opinions expressed by the three assholes recording it are done so solely for comedy purposes. Listener discretion is advised. This is the Whiskey Reel. Four and three and two and one. No reason, no conscience, no understanding, and even the most rudimentary sense of good or evil. If what you say is true, the Shaolin and the Wu-Tang could be dangerous. Your mother sucks big fucking elephant dicks. Got that? Come on now, dog. You know I give you the mad, fat, superfly, stupid, dope, dumbass, retarded, bomb shit props. Take a big step back and literally fuck your own face! I guess winter's back. (laughs) (laughs) Like, two old guys on the podcast talking about the weather changing. Son of a bitch. You (laughs) son of a bitch. Uh, Yeah. It's (laughs) it's all the communists making clouds. It has been 70 degrees for the last five days. Uh, And, look. A balmy. Durango Spring is unlike anything I've ever experienced in my life. I don't even know if it exists. I, I don't know. if I've yet to see one. Uh, <laughs> because I can tell you at 3.01 p.m. today, it started snowing sideways. It, it was what we like to call uh, my, uh, my daughter and I, my beautiful daughter. Uh, we call it snaining. Yeah. Because <laughs> she doesn't understand where sleet came sleet. from. Yeah. But it's snaining. But this wasn't sleet. It was, it was wet. I was I know because I had a bag of dog food on my shoulder running through <laughs> City Market parking lot. And as you well know, literally nobody in this town knows how to drive. It's not getting to the point that yeah, every now and then somebody does it. We almost got hit in a crosswalk today. We did. Literally all of you people listening to this should be ashamed of yourselves. <laughs> you don't know the rules of the road. Do better. You do. You go 35 and a 50, you go 65 and a 15, you take left turns on reds, you have no fucking idea what's going on. It's a free you. for all. Zero spatial awareness. God bless America. Yeah. That being said, America. It's George Miller rules <laughs> out here George in George Miller rules. You just fucking go. <laughs> you just, you just go, go, brother. You just fly up. You just go. Fucking, yeah. Hey, you you fly down Fury Road. Let's go, brother. And try to attain, attain get, some valor. Take a left on Furiosa. <laughs> uh, I will take a hard left on I know. Furiosa. You, you've taken a hard left on <sighs> Furiosa, brother. Who <sighs> know. Trust me. Heavens. There's an elbow in it. I got uh, we're gonna get right we got so much shit to talk about. Yeah, today. we got a lot. Why don't we just introduce? Let's ourselves? just say, let's get that out of the way because we because we're gonna ramble for a bit. Two weeks ago, we literally didn't talk about what we were drinking. We just talked about how much we loved it. We did. We just fucked. And that's off. fine. Yeah. Sometimes we're fuck offs. That's fine. You know this. That's why you like listening. We have deficiencies we're gonna make up for it today though we're gonna talk about some oh we've got some we're gonna talk a little vino we're gonna talk vino however uh this whole thing is coming at us the world is coming at us from a hundred different directions holy cow and thank god it is because we are high above all of you we are the whiskey reel we the whiskiest of reels and the riskiest of Wheels, we are floating high, high, high above you in Cloud City, where all the snaining clouds cannot touch us. I promise you, we are dry and we are fly. Yes, we are back. 
It is Friday. It is beautiful. It could be horrible, but now it's beautiful again. I am here with my brethren. This is uh, one of my favorite people in the world. I like to call him the Cleveland Browns of Durango. And only because he's a professional. Okay. The same way they're a professional football team. This is a professional young man. He's about to shut down the entire business operations of a certain client. <laughs> Pay your bills, fools. Pay your bills. Pay your bills, fool. I will turn off your um, Wi-Fi. I will literally, I will stand adjacent to your building and ruin you. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the internet, kids. Um, anywho, this is one of my favorite guys in the world. He has a severe neck pain. He cannot feel his left arm. No, That's it true. is not a heart attack. It's just a nerve twinge. It happens to the best of us. He's the Bobby Duke. He haunts your dreams. This is the Hiv of Hiv Tyler. He puts the Hiv in Hiv Tyler. Okay? But now there's medication to be able to do things. I think there's a new, I, I believe I just saw a commercial. If you haven't noticed, if you watch any sort of commercialized streaming, which seems to be like most streaming, like Paramount Plus, you're going to get commercials. There's a new one out where if you have AIDS, you can take it and just not transmit it. Yeah. That's fucking cool, dude. It is cool. That's cool. That's going to come in handy on the program. Uh, he is one of my best <laughs> He is wearing sweat-wicking materials from here on out. That's where out. he's at, guys. That's what I do. Just deal with it. I cannot let the sun touch my surfaces. <laughs> Because it will kill me. He is the Count Dracula of Durango. This is Mr. Boba Van Noise of the Tallahassee Van Noises. Hey, guys. Buddy. Well, across from me, he's the AZT in my medicine cabinet. Yeah, girl. (laughs) That's so old school. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's some George Bush shit right there. Yeah, right? Let's Uh, go. (laughs) He is... He's my everything bagel. I think AZT is officially, now they call it kombucha. I did. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's all, all it I was. Use. That's all, all it was. That's all it was. Um, my everything <laughs> bagel. He is the general manager of my heart and soul. Yeah. yeah. He runs everything for me. Woo! He is Sir Antonio Branderas of the Madagascar Branderases. That's what's up. Otherwise known as Sir Tony Montanus. I got... <laughs> How you doing, buddy? I'm doing good, man. It's been good. I'm I'm glad to be working for an organization that does good and not evil. But the business I'm operating with is <laughs> well, about that speaks volumes about who who the other people that you've worked for. Hey, listen, if you work for somebody who's profit motivated, a corporation, uh, I, I hate to cover your ears, kids. All they care about is money. Well, yeah. I And people tend to gloss over that. Like, yeah, it's a business. And no. Above all else. And thus, we run into the problem. Sure. If it means destroying people, hurting people, lessering quality of product, alienating people, that is less important than growth. 
because that's what a corporation does. So I no longer belong to a corporation. I belong to a great group of people that are trying to do good in the community. So suck it, nerds. That's right. what's up. I I, I, I sleep really – I'll tell you what. I got the trifecta at home. I got the air on, naked, under a weighted blanket. I sleep like a fucking sweet little baby angel, like baby Jesus. Yeah, cherubic. You know? oh, cherubic. Yeah. All at, I sleep in one stretch. <laughs> it I used know. to be every two hours I had to go suckle the teat. And by that, I mean taking a piss, drinking some water, wondering how horrible my day is going to be tomorrow, and then trying to get back to sleep. I no longer do that. Bobby's been a self-made man for a long time, so I don't need to explain to him this process. Well, I made it, but things are falling apart at the seams. (laughs) As it should be. I made it poorly. Well, hey. I hired um, the wrong contract. (laughs) You hired the guy from the money pit? Yeah. (laughs) I am Tom Hanks in the money pit. I love it. and I is my life right now. And I I am Tom Hanks. Shelley Long. Yeah, you are chilling long. <laughs> I'm just breezing through it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I, I hope everybody's been doing really well. As you well know, we talk about a bunch of dumb shit. We are less juvenile and sophomoric than we have been. True. I was kind of thinking about that the other day. I'm like, fuck, man. We used to be so just completely deficient of chromosomes. Um, we, it was... Yeah. We used to be really... It was farts and dicks and yes. and and smells yes. and hair. Um, what happened to us? We used to do a lot of not-so-subtle racism. We used to do a lot of drunken afternoons. Yeah. We used to do a lot of... And by it, that, by that but, it's not so subtle. Like, we were, we're writing some white power manifest. No, no, no. We used to just what we say was, whatever the fuck we want for comedic effect. If we could shock each other, it was funny to us. And only a couple of times in the history, to you newcomers to the Whiskey Reel, we were never bad-natured. We were never mean-spirited, ever. About I, I, I was mean-spirited Except about people, certain people. There were certain people. And like individuals, not classes. Or- our, more, our former brother, continuing brother-in-law, we'll call him now, um, Sean Moriarty. Um, Our shitty cousin. Had a couple of moments where he was mean-spirited. He might have been. We've had moments when I was mean-spirited to him. Did it result... Did did Sean Moe's mean-spiritedness directly correlate to me getting sucker-punched? Yes. That literally <laughs> happened. That happened. By a soft, pillowy hand man. And then we all three got sued. Yeah! That happened. <laughs> that happened. Um, and, which is, you know, hey... What are you gonna do if you want? Hey, if you want to ride amongst the angels, then people are gonna throw things at you. You're gonna fly right? too high to the f- sun. Every it's once gonna in be a while. Icarus here and there, but we're here to catch each other. <sighs> that speaking being said, of bad natured fucking people, who who would you, who would you be speaking of, sir? Um, where do you want me to start? Um, we, I know where I want to start. Look, full disclosure. I know sometimes we lean hard on the political stuff. Guys, I don't want to. I, I don't want to alienate anybody. But honestly, if you take a little bit of time to understand what's going on around you, we are in unprecedented waters. We thought in 2016 with the election, this was 
holy shit, it's never going to get crazier than this. We are now hitting a point in the country where the quiet part is being said out loud, literally. Uh, There's no nothing covert anymore. We are literally left and right setting dividing lines. And I don't necessarily like that. But the other side is making it more and more. uh, It's more and more apparent that you have to. It doesn't feel feel like there's any gray right now. And that's why Bobby and I talk about it, because sometimes we work this shit out on air. So please, humor us. You might learn something. If you don't like it, I totally understand. But it's it's seriously, serious, seriously important. We just had a local election where a friend of ours won by four votes. What does that mean? That means half of the winning tally of his votes are talking on a microphone right now. 100%. So it's important. And if you do the math, there's some algebra involved in that Involved in that because we both also voted for Harrison, who he beat. So it's the irony. There, because yeah. most of the people I know voted for Harrison and Dave. Yes. So I guess... It was the snake eating its own tail it in a really weird was, way. It was, right? It but, was a weird but, local election. But I'm okay with that. Me too. I, I, I want to vote for the people that I, I care about and I think are the best people for the job. And those two were, in my opinion, uh, the lovely lady that actually won by a fucking train wreck. Train wreck. By an East Palestine train explosion was um, Gilda Yazzie. Yeah, I Gilda Yazzie. And I hear she's fantastic. I, I've I never just, met her. I've I never just never had any interaction. Obviously, I'm a homer. If I know you and I like you, I'm going to fucking back you. 100%. And we did. We stood up for two friends of our podcast. Yep. And also, like, especially in Dave's uh, circumstance, people that we've worked with and have known for sure. a very, very long 100%. time. 100%. Harrison had been on the podcast Prior, his last run. His last run. Right. We tried to support him in that. And to see him some, come so close and, and, and fall short. Well, it, it could that be kid disheartening. Is, but that kid is 16 years old. Yeah. You know, like, he's, he's going to have a plenty more elections ahead of him. Yeah. He will keep going. And, and the growth that we saw from last time to this time last was time exponential. Time. Unbelievable. Exponential. Different dude. He was amazing. Um, anywho, the reason we mention this is. Politics are important. They don't have to be boring. They could be really interesting. Nobody's here talking, watching C-SPAN. This is just interesting shit. We'd like to give you kind of bullet points and not get too deep in the quagmire because it is a quagmire. It's it's politics. So, but right now, as we record this, is just... there's so much, and it's so important. Um, some of it's silly. I'll, we'll talk a little silly, but some yeah. of it's really distressing. Bobby, you brought up something first, which was interesting. You brought this up first because, in my mind, this was kind of on the back burner. But you brought up, you you brought up a very interesting question. If you guys don't know, documents were released from the Pentagon. These documents were literally classified documents. They weren't just, you know, here how here's how the the gears of a certain tank work. Those are classified as well. There's stuff like this is how the uh, uh, the elevation systems of a certain jet operate. Those are important too. They're proprietary, like American knowledge, right? This was different. Um, there was a whistle. There was a guy. 
sorry, I almost said it because I wrote it. it. I wrote it. it. I wrote it down on a piece of paper. Um, There was a gentleman who's very, very, very young, who is a um, self. um, He 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 would exclaim this himself. He is a um, huge fan of the Second Amendment. Um, He definitely falls on the right by virtue of political affiliation, which is fine. Um, He brought out not only like uh, certain, I guess, floor plans of the the Pentagon, which, let's be honest, the building's been around so long, I'm surprised everybody doesn't know the inside of it. Uh, But he also um, (laughs) declassified very important information um, uh, that in in respect to the Ukrainian army, our involvement, and our involvement, yeah. what it means, um, and some inner workings that could be definitely uh, beneficial to Russia, in my opinion. Yeah. I don't know if that was the intent. I don't know if that was the intent either. I think, I but think it is. It seems like the intent was to make more of a political statement to to point out that we do in fact have American personnel in Ukraine. And which I, we'll explain. I, I don't think that's necessarily a huge shock, no. but I think a lot of people are using this as a as a, a wedge thing, which uh, is why I thought it was brought out. It, it's well, and I brought it up because it's political in nature, obviously. For me, this was a very personal. Um, when I saw this, uh, you know, full disclosure, I, I used to be in the United States Air Force, and I was actually in the Air National Guard. And I held a top secret clearance for a few years, and I was privy to classified information. And when you get that designation, it is made abundantly fucking clear to you what that means and what that entails and what happens if you, and I want to make this really clear, if you inadvertently disclose classified information, you might be legally liable for that information. You can go to prison for just fucking up and accidentally um, giving out classified information. The the <laughs> the the job description includes being good at your job. Okay. That being said, can we can we take a step back and not gild the lily? Sure. Just by virtue of having top top secret clearance. Those could be what the caterer is going to serve at the next fucking presidential, um, you know, speech. Hundred percent. There are classifications. When you hear top secret, growing up when we did during Cold War era, yeah. we think it's going to be this. This agent is attacking. No, it could be completely trivial minutia of things you will never understand. Right? But am I not? Right? Because there's degrees well, of top secret. Yeah. There's degrees of classification. And, and something could be classified top secret because if that piece of information is disclosed, then that could lead to this piece of information, which could lead to this piece of information. And somebody dying and in the field. somebody dies in yeah, the yeah, field. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You no, know what I mean? I, I'm not trying to discredit it. I'm just saying when no, you say top just... secret to people, you think, ooh, it's ooh. No. It could be something at, uh, completely inane, right? I mean, right. to a layman. It could be. Um, that being said, talk about more because it was well, really interesting how you frame this. I don't know the ins and outs of everything that this young guy, which he's a very young guy, mm-hmm. um, and he released information that 
from what I understand, I don't know the full story yet, but apparently nobody we, does. But. We do have American special forces in Ukraine, but they are stationed at. But you got to qualify that. You got to qualify it as they are stationed at the American embassy in the Ukraine. Right. That's what we know right now. Right. And that means that means that they're sitting on American soil. Yes, that's sovereign American soil and at the embassy. Beyond that, they're I mean, American special forces and American operatives are in almost every fucking country in the world where we have an embassy. One hundred percent. Yeah. There's special forces in every embassy. Shocking. No. And for anybody and I'm sure they're gonna wear this on Fox News as we have boots on the ground in Ukraine. It is could not be further from the truth. We have no active service members in the field, boots on the ground. That we That's, know of. That we, well, look, here we, we go into espionage. I don't yeah, know. We don't know. Dude, we probably got, uh, for all I know, Putin's in our back pocket. I don't know what happens in the dark, I, overarching, you know, deep state bullshit, right? Yeah. I'm not saying deep state in Trump terms. I'm saying actual behind the scenes yeah, machinations yeah. of what government and world powers do. There's shit we will never know. I accept that. But as far as this being some big piece of information, yeah, it's not. I don't think it is. I but, was I was more yeah. worried about the 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 details of particular parts of the Ukraine army. Mm-hmm. Like there was some shit that could definitely, and this be was beneficial. my biggest problem, that could be beneficial to Russia, who yeah. last time I checked, I thought were en- enemies, but I, I don't know, um, not enemies per se, but we're 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 very weary of Russia. Post Gorbachev, Perestroika, Russia became chill, and then Putin, not chill. Not the people, the government. The people are amazing there, and most of them don't like this cocksucker. Sounds familiar. Uh, but what Doesn't I'm saying, it? what I'm saying is that could be really detrimental to the Ukrainian resistance. They did get invaded. By a country, a sovereign nation got invaded. That's it. That's the story. It had nothing to do with NATO or anything. It's Putin trying to do another Crimea 2.0. There's no argue about this. But that was the distressing thing. You had somebody, and you brought up an interesting point to go past this because we can talk about the the pros and cons of, of... you know, giving Ukraine money to fight, but what what would what did you say? That was that was interesting. Well, I don't I don't, I don't remember which part you're referring to as far as but on the left they call them. Oh well, they call them. Uh, well, there's either whistleblowers or there's traitors, <laughs> right? And depending on what side of the fence you're de- looking yeah, at, yeah, from your political affiliation has a tendency to decide how you're going to look at these people. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember the name of the young lady off the top of my head that was Ashley. Uh, well, it was reality something? Her her first name was literally literally reality. I think there was another. It was something. But um, anyway, she was arrested five years ago for. I mean, she took classified documents. Yeah stuck them in her pants, left her office mm-hmm. with them, and then gave them to a reporter. And she was essentially convicted for espionage. Yep. And that's what this young man's going to be facing is espionage charges. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, she's since out of prison. or and, and I guess the point I was trying to make by bringing that up is like, um, I mean, and we have a number of these different cases of, of people being, depending on what side of the aisle you fall on, you're going to be like, well, 
they were doing the right thing. And, like, the left right now is bringing her up saying, like, yeah, well, you know, she was arrested and she was being a whistleblower, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, but, okay, how is that different from what this young man's doing? Right. You know what I mean? And now the you, Marjorie Taylor Greene being the most outspoken you um, don't say. advocate for for this young man saying that, oh, no, he's this Christian white um, <laughs> anti-war activist, right? Mm. Which I think is a really weird tack for her to take. If you want to talk about oxymorons throughout that entire statement, go for it. Yeah. Okay. I mean, but also what it comes down to is like they're guilty of the exact same crime. Mm-hmm. From being in the military, I can assure you that under the UCMJ, if you intentionally, intentionally or unintentionally leak, leak classified information, yep. your crime is the same. Right. And you will go to jail for espionage. You will go to prison. You will go to Leavenworth. You'll be in Kansas. I get, I get it. You know and, what I mean? And that's where the rub comes, right? It's... I agree. We we sit here on this program. We obviously lean left. That's not a, a yeah, big mystery. Just, yeah. um, we we're also are hugely critical of the left. Um, I they're, uh, Biden pisses me off almost daily. Don't yeah. get me wrong. We're not rubes. We're not bootlickers. By by, I could write a newsletter about <clears throat> Joe Biden. Yeah, he does things that we don't like to. Trust me. Um, it just seems that. The other side is actively trying to destroy democracy. Actively. Um, Which is why whistleblower versus traitor is very interesting. There's Edward Snowden. Snowden is a big topic. Big example. I would say that falls under the whistleblower category for me. I think without him, we wouldn't know about the surveillance state. Sure. From that, whistleblowing arose a, a litany of different things that expose the surveillance of government. I I don't necessarily dislike that. You have Julian Assange that released a lot of stuff. Um, A lot of the pre-email Hillary Clinton stuff that took place um, that might be whistleblowing as well. I don't yeah. necessarily. Uh, hate my posi- that. my position and why I brought this up is because. But who's going to define that whistleblower versus um, um, seditionist or or traitor? However you want to um, go about it, I just don't think the crime should be different. I think we. This are is nuanced, where I was going to talk to you about. We're nuanced enough people to, to be able understand. To say, God, I'm glad I know. The information that I got from Julian Assange, I'm glad that I know the information the Snowden released. I'm right. glad. I just, you have to be aware of the. You're fact still that you, liable. You're still going to face the consequences 100%. of the action of doing it. So you can call the crime different names, but it's still the crime. And you don't get to just hold everybody up as a hero when you, it's convenient to your politics. And, and honestly, maybe martyrdom is a makes you a bigger hero to like say fuck it i knew i was going to prison for this but i felt this was the right thing i felt to do. deeply about the, doesn't make a right now as a veteran as a guy that's been in that position i have a hard time squaring that circle it it doesn't make it right simply because you think you're doing something that's for the greater good who the fuck am i to make are, that decision who are you who am i right but then when it does happen it's hard not to applaud 
Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see what the facts of this, how the case mets itself out. And that's really important. What were the intentions? I think that's super important. We talked. Oh, uh, we you know, know what the intentions were with this kid. I, I think I want to know. We know. But let's see what the facts bear out, uh, which, again, we might not ever know completely. But still, let's. I don't like putting. Uh, I'd rather put a pin in it rather than immediately jumping to. Of course. Anger and fuck you and blah blah blah. But we try to be smarty pants. We try. Um, there's so there's a few other Bring points you want to go. What do you got? As we all know, the big orange man, the big big guy, the biggins, and it's so lovely to have him talking in interviews. Diapadon. I missed him so He's much. Diapadon for He's me. He's amazing. He just never fails to entertain. I I I. I Greatly dislike that man. I think he's the biggest con man in the history of America. Yep. But god damn, man, that guy is so entertaining. He's so ridiculously out of his mind that it's becoming <laughs> li- before he doesn't have any power right now. As much as everybody likes to imbue him with some sort of power, he has nothing. He's got zero power right now. Believe it or not, he has none. If he controls the Gateses and MTGs of the world, if that's your power, you have no power. That being said, he recently, obviously, as you all know, he got arrested for campaign finance. Great. That was in that was in New York. He recently was just deposed in New York again um, surrounding his fraudulent filing of taxes, which he's been doing for decades. Uh, there's nowhere to argue this. It's... It's just there. It's just whether somebody was willing to pick up the case and do something with it. The prior DA had all this. What they're waiting for is enough time to pass to make sure that when they start coming down, they can come down all together. This was a chess move. It was like, are we all ready with our shit now? Okay, let's move forward. And the guy's been in and out of court for literally five decades. He's been dirty for 50 years uh, from being a fucking slumlord to being a racist. The guy's been in and out of court rapist. He's been in and out of court for 50 years. Yeah, no, no, no. There's yet to be TBD. Yet to be. The the kids call it TBD. TBD. If he's Um, a rapist, he recently was just deposed by um, a young lady in New York where he could no longer just plead the fifth. Because in a criminal trial, if you plead the fifth, nobody can um, infer anything from your testimony. Nobody can say, well, this guy plead the fifth 400 times, which he did. And that means this. In a civil case, if you plead the fifth, you can infer guilt. Yes. On the defendant. So if he went in there saying, oh, I plead the fifth, they would say because he pleaded the fifth, it clearly shows that our stance is correct and just. It's a bad position. So what he did instead was sit in a room for seven hours and was asked questions. We don't know what those questions are and we don't know what the answers are. But what we do know is that the DA in Manhattan that has sued Donald Trump to basically tell him to shut his fucking mouth has all the evidence he needs to 
then do that. Yeah. They're playing high level. You know, everybody wants to. I rem, do you remember when MAGA was talking about 3D, 4D chess? About Trump, which is amazing. He can't play one D chess. Um, checkers probably kind of challenging, but I, I, I can only suppose they're putting, no. He's he's playing Connect Four at this point. Like I don't think he, I think Izzy would smoke him at Connect yeah. Four. Yeah, this now, is tic-tac-toe shit that's going on right now because the, the walls are very much closing in. Oh, from And I'm not sides. saying he's going to get convicted in anything. What I'm saying is from a, a jurisprudence level, he's the walls are closing in very, very rapidly it's, on him. It's becoming more and more um, clear that if he dodges one bullet, he's not going to dodge all four. Mm-hmm. Something's going to hit him. Something's um, going to hit him. That's going to happen. I Everybody's like I in their lips. Um, I'm not sitting here with it might be a slap, celebrating. It might be a, a whatever. Depends on the charge, but man. Something's going to stick. The DOJ charge is very, very serious. Yes. Um, the very. Georgia is very, very, very serious. serious. Um, even the the tax fraud is very, very serious. He got hit on the easy one first, but it opens up the Pandora's box. That's something to watch for. It's going to take years, but it might be interesting. When I say might, it will be. Well, and we could shut the door on Trump. I'll say this. When you're a cult leader, you're always going to be able to find people that will fall on the bullet for 100%. you. 100%. And, we um, talked about it. 25% of the voters of this nation ride or die with him. Ride or die. And that includes people that work for him, like the Giuliani's of the world. Giuliani will take a bid. He'll he'll do a nickel. He will roll, dog. You think Giuliani? I don't know. The, all of those motherfuckers roll. The only one who didn't they, roll. They could have rolled already. The only one who didn't roll was Cohen. Cohen. And now, boy, they are coming after Cohen like. And they got guns. nothing. Well, and the cool they're just going to drag him through courts for four years. And the cool thing about the Cohen thing is that everything that was not disclosed now because Will they're be. suing him has to be disclosed. Do you know what's also cool about that? Little side note: Cohen's an attorney, so yeah. he's doing his own attorney work and then giving it to his attorney. Yeah. So. They're trying to bury him in cost. And Cohen definitely is kind of a dirtbag. He's a fucking shitbag. But, but he's a self-admitted shitbag. And, and he's not only that, protect himself. What is it? Do the crime, do the time? Yeah. He did the time. Did the so time. leave that man alone. Did the time. Um, let's move on to two more just kind of bullet pointy things. So, as we all know, Clarence Thomas is under ethics Jeez. investigation God, for for not about this for an hour and for a not, half. <laughs> but we gotta say it because it's I so it's unbelievable. It really this shows the this shows beneath the skin of the grift of the right. What is the gentleman's name? The Crow, Harlan Crow. Harlan which sounds Crow. like a Disney villain or something. But he is a billionaire, right leaning, very much huge GOP donor. Um, met met uh, Clarence Thomas twenty five years ago. Clarence Thomas has been a Supreme Court justice for thirty years. So, when they say long-term friends, okay. Yep. Now, Harlan Crow, famously huge Nazi memorabilia collector, has it displayed in gardens. He has a signed copy of Mein Kampf. I thought SNL did a great job. It, they showed the signature, and it said, what did it say? It was like, all the best Harlan. Yeah. Love Adolf. Um, <laughs> but, but, like, <laughs> but... 
clearly people who have Nazi memorabilia, um, you don't get, you know, Wolverine um, figurines without liking Wolverine. It, 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 it's antithetical to collect something you hate. That doesn't happen in humanity. So Ben Shapiro, famous Daily Wire uh, grifter, doesn't read past a headline. Harvard grad has never beat anybody higher than a high school fucking education in a debate. <laughs> he is an absolute piece of shit grifter. Your memaws and peepaws protect them from this man because yeah. he literally doesn't go further than the surface of an article. I've seen him get debunked on the second paragraph of the first paragraph. He's bad at what he does. Yeah, Shapiro's like um, he's a piece of shit. He, he he defended Harlan Crow because he is an Orthodox Jew, and believe it or not, will tear you to death if you're if you're anti-Israel or pro-Palestine. So very very down for his Judaism, which is great. He um, explained away Harlan Crow's memorabilia as he displays it because he wants to be reminded of not what to do. Yeah. Um, so I thought we'd get together a GoFundMe. And get together some Nazi memorabilia to send to Ben Shapiro so that he can keep it at his house. Display it. Of his deep faith just to remind him and his children what not to do. Um, The irony and the filthy grifterness of it, uh, the bad logic of it is not lost on me and I'm sure not lost on you. Uh, Lastly, before we do this, sorry. This is what I'm saying. There's so much crazy shit. There's so much shit. Congressman in Missouri just um, defended the right to child marriage. Don't know why. Didn't know if he thought that'd be a great idea. But uh, brought up, he voted to not remove a law to uh, allow 12 year olds to be married. 12. Uh, 12 year olds to be married with parental consent. Because this thing all started with parental rights. It's the right of a parent to give their 12-year-old to somebody to marry. That's They defend that, and they f- defended it by saying, well, I know people that were married at 12 that are very happy still together. This is what we're dealing with. All of the things we just talked about for a half an hour is what we're dealing with. Please do your part, vote, and at the very least, Stop watching alternative media. Just don't watch CNN. Don't watch MSNBC. Don't watch Fox. Don't watch other. Oh, God, please. I wasn't even going to mention it. News, Newsmax. Um, These are not reliable source. There are reliable sources out there. They usually come from overseas. I'm not going to say anything else besides that. But get out of your bubble left and right. I know it's fun to make fun of the right if you're left and listen to your fucking echo chambers and your silos. Same on the right. Do your due diligence. Please, guys, come on. These people are not okay. They're not well. And all they want to do is remove your rights to be authoritarian and take control of you. Please vote at every given opportunity. Well said. Hey, before we move on to break, we're going to take 10 minutes to talk about something that we're drinking. Ooh. Because that is a wonderful, wonderful. It's fun, dude. It's um, fine. Louis Jadot. 
Uh, we're drinking wine. It's, it's it's fermented grapes. It's Aaron's week. We're doing wine. Yeah, Aaron's we'll do on a, a wine. wine. He's a wine guy. I'm a wine guy. That's what I do. Um, but obviously, Bobby knows an, uh, plenty to know about wine to understand why this tastes good. Um, you guys have all seen this wine. It's called Louis Jadot. Our Louis Jadot. Same thing. It's it's very iconic. It's in every single liquor store. It's a label you have seen more times than you remember. And it could be scary. French wine is scary. I get that. I know there's a lot of people out there who's like, I drink this, I drink this. I get it. I'm, I, I always try to demystify French wine, Italian wine, German wine, Spanish wine. Old world wine can be a little intimidating. There's a lot of vowels and consonants. <laughs> you don't know what the fuck is in the bottle, and I get that. However, let's let's break down what we're drinking today, and hopefully you guys can come with me on an adventure here. This is Louis Jadot. Louis Jadot does not make wine. They're what's called the negociant. What, the, what that means, it sounds like negotiator, right? Basically, that's what it is. They f- go around areas and buy wine. Whoa. Sorry. Ooh, hi. Welcome back. Are we back? I don't know. Yeah, you that tell was me. weird. They ba- I don't know. We just had a weird. Dude, Sorry. You know why? We were talking about politics. Yeah, I'm not even going to. That was deep state, bro. I'm not getting edited out. That was that deep state, brother. For a second. That was deep state, dude. They're coming in the doors. We have only have a few <laughs> minutes to talk about this. Um. This is, uh, Jadot is a very, very prolific, ubiquitous brand. Let's move past that. You don't need to know other than they make really reliable juice. They do a lot of fun stuff. They make a lot of good white wine. They make a lot of great red wine. And this is one that is in every single store in America. Typically, you'll find it for about 15 bucks. I want to keep it in line. What what you're going to see on the front, it's going to look like Beaujolais Villages. And that's fine if you want to say it that way. Just buy it and drink it. Beaujolais Village. Beaujolais, it's an area, right? Village means village, which is their connotation, the level of what the grape is. There's Beaujolais Nouveau. That's new Beaujolais. Don't drink that. It's dog shit. And then when you get really, really fancy-pancy, you get into what's called Cru Beaujolais. And there's only 10 areas in the world that can call themselves Cru Beaujolais. Before we go there, let's go to Beaujolais Village. Number one, what the fuck are you drinking? It's a grape called Gamay. It's 100% Gamay. Beaujolais is just the place, right? So with France, they talk place, not great. In America, they talk grape, not place. Most of the time, even though we're getting better at that. Beaujolais is spring wine. This is one of the few red wines you can toss in the fridge and then pull it out, go on a 20-minute drive, go set up a picnic with your girl, break out some fruit, break out some charcuts, some assorted cured meatses and cheeses. Nuts, and you can, figs. Dude, Whatever go nuts. Compote, fucking go nuts, dude. I love a good charcut. You can just throw a bunch of shit on a platter and have fun. Although the meat and cheese is kind of important to all the other bullshit. Salt, fat, loves Gamay, loves Beaujolais. If you chill this wine, Gamay's fun because it's not serious. It's not heady. Even though this bottle looks like it, it's like, oh, what is this? Beaujolais, Vigilais, and it's French. 
it doesn't mean shit. This is playground wine in the fact that it's, you can bring it onto a field, lay down on some grass with a blanket with your significant another or your non-significant another, which is even more fun sometimes. Chill this wine, pour it in glass. It just tastes like a bunch of really beautiful ripe red fruit. It's like raspberries and strawberries. It's not acidic. It's not tannic. It's just plush, lovely, easy drinking red wine. This is red wine for people who don't give a fuck about all the headiness of other wines. Beaujolais is is like common, beautiful red wine. It is. It's not scary. You don't need a master's degree to figure it out. It's really beautiful, ripe fruit in a glass that is relatively decent alcohol. It's like 13, 13, 5, which for wine is like the middle point of all yeah. wine is 13, 13, 5. It's a beautiful French product. You can feel kind of sexy giving it to your, you know, your boy, your girl, your non-binary, your non, you know, you can get Really, really funky with this because it's beautiful and it's not serious. I love that about this one. It's not expensive. No, what was the price on this? It's like fifteen bucks most. Yeah, of the it's time. like a fifteen dollars. Nothing. Yeah, and to, you're right. Um, I guess that's my one thing I would say. This is like fruit salad without melon. Yeah, you know what I mean. Because who wants fucking melon in their goddamn fruit salad? I well, do. Because you're a psycho. I'm that guy. Yeah, cantaloupe or honeydew. What kind of melon do you want? In your do you have fruit more? Because I eat both of those. I, I mean, I don't hate those. <laughs> I'm. A, I love. Me- I love a good sweet melon, man. But dude, when you go to brunch, yeah, and you sit down and you're like, I want some fucking fruit salad, and it comes back and it is eighty percent melon that's because it's bulk fruit at the time i know. don't order the fruit salad in september Ever. that's the trick that is such a horrible do you year. know what i also when you hate? just look down at that bowl and you're like it's all melon it's 90 percent cantaloupe where are my grapes Which, I, I don't see grapes <laughs> are all year that's a fucking the I problem want raspberries, is i want blackberries i want strawberries see, i love I all of those blueberries. things the problem with other fruit salads is it's all underripe strawberries and you can suck my dick with those yeah those are bad i don't need 50 strawberries no all right just I like, and slimy go fucked fuck off and, strawberries yeah like the bottom of the basket blueberries too yeah suck my dick no i want to i want a blueberry let's go i wanted to pop in my mouth let's go Dude, and you never will see blackberries or raspberries in a fruit salad anymore. Them shits, no, extinct by yeah. virtue of cost. I know, and blackberries it, and raspberries are where it's at. Oh, it makes it so much better. You know, before we go to break, yeah, don't we, give me a banana in a fucking fruit salad either. Oh, they pull that you shit, psychopath. Dude. They pull that. shit, I hate dude. that shit. Oh, Be honest about it. We live in an area. <laughs> if we drove. 30 minutes um, to the west of us, Mm -hmm. we could turn up La Plata County and head up into the canyon. Right. And we could pick raspberries. Just forage? All day. And, dude, they're delicious. I mean, they're right there. No, we should do. And it's going to happen in the next month and a half. No, we should do. And then do it on the podcast? Yeah. Make a lambic. Ooh. Out of raspberries. Okay. How would Let, we go about doing that? Let's ferment some uh, raspberries. Yeah? Yeah. All right. I'll leave it's that not, up to you. Trust me. It's, come on, dude. This is villager shit. I know. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
I'm an, I'm a broken down aristocrat. All I need, all I need is a donkey, <laughs> a really big floppy hat, because I've always wanted one of those. Yes. And I need an angry old woman yelling at me that I'm not doing it right. 100%. And I'm in. Which, by the way, is super easy to find. That's super easy to find here. They're usually <laughs> at City Market around 3 p.m., and they are clogging up the aisle on their phone <laughs> trying to search for something. Search for something. Excuse me, ma'am. Uh, hello. Uh-huh. Yeah, I know. <sighs> Guys, we're going to take a quick break. Very we quick. are at 48 minutes. Nice. We're going to come back with some fun Ooh. stuff. Yeah. Um, but that's kind of fun. Stick around. <laughs> Through the break, we are going to discuss, uh, especially you guys that listen to this podcast that are kind of our age, um, well, no, no, elder statements. Nobody under 40 listens to podcasts anymore. That's true. So you guys are going to love what we're going to talk about coming yeah. back. It'll bring back some fond memories. Holy cow. We're going to yeah. talk some of the coolest shit from old school MTV. Reach out to the Whiskey Rail, 970-426-5344. Inept business people. 970-426-5344 is the number. Leave us a text message or a voicemail. WhiskeyRail at gmail.com. We're on all the socials. We're easy to find. and But harder to hold. We are really hard to hold. <laughs> it's true. Especially at our points in our life. If you tried to hold either one of us, you're going to need some guns. So, buddy, you, the other night on our, on our text thread that we maintain, yeah. which you no longer subscribe to, but you try I, to catch up. I just turn off my notifications because I go to sleep at an early time because I, I enjoy my sleep. And I wake up with 46 text messages between you guys. Yes. I could not handle the ding, 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 ding all night. I- I That's totally all. Understand. I love what you guys do. I, I love your. I, <laughs> I don't know why we do it. I love your business plan. Um, I just I can't deal with the ding ding dings. I chime in when I feel I got you know a little room to step in. Well, you chimed in with something that I thought was kind of fascinating. What's because that? Because you hit me with a nostalgia bomb. Uh, you were talking about Paramount Plus. And yeah, this streaming service which. Mm-hmm owns um it's a weird conglomerate i don't know uh, either do i where they get all their content mm-hmm. from i know that i'm a subscriber because i watch um uh uefa championship soccer right for you americans we call it football footy <laughs> we watch uh, the footy on paramount plus right. i got it Specifically for one reason, and there was there's a uh, a series on there that we fell in love with that got picked up, so we kept it, and that that was for um, it was called what's it called, um, sh- motherfucker? It's called f- From. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Which is a fucking amazing show. So we fell in love with that, so we kept it because we got it for free for a few yeah yeah time, whatever. Yeah. So and lo and behold. <laughs> so Aaron sends out this text. He's like, I have spent my entire weekend doing nothing but watching old episodes. And this is going to be for you whiskey real listeners that for are you heads. of an age. You heads. Um, 
I was watching Yo MTV raps. Me and Rex. The and when I say the entire weekend, that's not hyperbole. There's 50 episodes. We got through like 42 of them in two yeah. days. <laughs> that's amazing. We're not even I'm not even fucking around. It just became an obsession. People with OCD tend right. to fixate. Well, let's talk about what that obsession means because when we go back to the late 80s, early 90s, which some of you people will not have been alive for. Which is great because now you can. But Aaron and I, being elder statesmen, were in high school and or our early college years watching three shows. Right. Well, there's more than three shows, but, but we'll but the we'll, big the big three. the big three. Yes. So Friday nights on MTV was Yo MTV Raps, mm-hmm. Fab Five Freddy, the um, I don't know, progenitor of the Yo MTV Raps world. Yeah, Fab Five Freddy became famous because of Rapture because he was the graffiti guy in the Blondie video. That's incredibly true. But he never was an <laughs> MC. He wasn't a producer. He did nothing. What he was was a hip hop culturalist. <laughs> yes, as we later uh, determined, cur- curator. He was a curator of the culture. Yeah, and um, I mean, if you know um, white lines and and different things that, that his era. name are attached to, mm-hmm. but like he didn't fucking. He did nothing. D- yeah, <laughs> he was just Fab Five Freddy. But, but he was b- he was a b boy, and he brought hip hop culture to the mainstream for us back then. Yeah. On Saturday nights, there was a show called Headbangers Ball. <laughs> Ricky Rockman. That was the heavy metal show. Yeah. Every Saddle night with Ricky Rockman, you could turn turn it on and you would get like fresh fucking Metallica shit and Megadeth shit and all that cool stuff. Also, obviously, all the L.A. because he was an L.A. metal. Oh, the icon. most, the most, one of the most hated people on Sunset Strip. Oh yeah, I will attest to hundred percent. Nobody liked that guy. Yeah, he and was, I can't remember the name of the old guy that ran the bar that where Ricky Ruckman became famous. The um, Rainbow. The Rainbow. Yeah, yeah. He, it was uh, the old guy with a fedora. Blah blah blah. <sighs> but anyways, I love long Sunset story short, Strip. Headbangers Ball yeah. was like how we learned our hard rock. Heavy metal culture that on then turned, Saturday nights then turned to hair metal then turned into hair metal. It was a it was a it was a big it was deal. an arc. It was a big fucking deal. And last but definitely not least, uh, my favorite of the bunch on Sunday nights, you got to watch Matt Penfield on MTV do 120 minutes. I think the show was two hours long. <laughs> Most of the time. Most of the time. But um, no, that's where you were watching Depeche Mode and New Order and fucking Yaz and all that 80s, early 90s alternative. It then was it, the alternative Then show. it turned into Dinosaur Jr. Yes. And Nirvana. Oh. And fucking they broke, Pearl Jam. They famously broke they Pearl broke, Jam. And they broke Nirvana, too. 100%. Yeah, man. That's where I found all those bands. Yeah. It was my Sunday nights watching. So it, as soon as you brought that up, I'm starting to think, like, well... Where are they? Where are those fucking where shows, man? Like, Well, you already said UMTV Raps is on Paramount+. Plus. The thing about that platform, like many platforms, we all have beefs with platforms. It's like, fucking HBO Max, never... Burr, burr, burr. Like, it, they, it, it feels like whoever is developing their platforms... 
make it increasingly hard to find what you want. Netflix does a pretty decent job of not only tracking what you continue to watch, but they also kind of give you what you want to see for the most part. That Nobody's perfect. Prime, a little bit more sketch. Right, yeah. you got to kind of hunt. You got to poke. Hit or there, miss. There's a lot of stuff on on Prime, like AMC Plus and BritBox and Acorn, and there's these all little subsidiaries that you find. Shutter, which is one of my favorites. Shutter is awesome. Um, that we subscribe to for obvious reasons, being the horror horror. Get it? Horror. See what I did? Um, horror, and then horrors. Hulu being a little bit even kind of more weird with their continuing watching function. Paramount Plus is strange. It's almost as if they don't want you to know what they have. So it took me years. And like we said in the beginning, I, I, I got it for particular reasons. I found other shows that I thought were interesting. But all of a sudden, we found UMTV. UMTV wraps. It wasn't anywhere. It's still very hard to find. You have to literally search bar this shit. It yeah. won't come in related items or related shows. It doesn't, the algorithm, I guess, isn't good enough to do that. But it is there. And which sparked this whole thing, right? So Bobby and I were sitting around today thinking, like, where is Headbangers Ball? Like, if they have that MTV property, where is that? Because there's there's years of episodes of that. There's years of episodes of 120 minutes. I believe I said there was like five. There's almost 600 episodes of this show. Yeah. Which translates into, do the math, 1,200 hours of the show. And some of it was live performance. Some of it was just guests sitting down and talking. And a lot of it was videos and really cool alternative videos. And yeah, it was mostly videos. They would do like in-studio performances on that show. They yeah, really they would They would perform cool. just on the set. Yeah, really right. cool. Um, I have a theory. Why? Um, Why, damn you? I think, I think you can go out and get things like headbangers ball on i mean obviously you can go to youtube and probably find all kinds of content right you can probably i i'm guessing there's dvd releases of those things that are probably not easy to find but i'm sure that they were licensed for dvd right i have a feeling licensing is the big problem see with to wit okay um there's a show that i watch all the time called scrubs right so Scrubs, great show, really, really known for its musical, um, the the soundtrack, basically. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And because the soundtrack was almost like a character on the show, the songs are iconic, blah, blah, blah. But if you go online and you watch Scrubs on Hulu, I think it's on, or whatever. It sounds right. None of the music is the same. Wow. So you're watching episodes of Scrubs that seem weirdly unfamiliar because you're like, well, this is not the song. This is not the song because there was nobody that anticipated from a legal standpoint that going from DVD to streaming, we would actually have a new licensing leap. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good way. I would, I would agree with you. However, however, I would say this, that if you buy 
Okay, so Scrubs is a comedy TV series that then bought a license so that they can use other people's IP. Okay. Right? Yeah. What I would say with a show like UMTV Raps with 120 Minutes with Headbangers Ball, the inference is that they allowed you, right? It wasn't even a licensing issue. They... The, the the record companies insisted and wanted you to play these items. There was no money changing hands for Nirvana playing live on on 120 minutes. This was all promotion for stuff. Thereby, if that is the case, then buying the property of that relieves you of the payment of intellectual property. Okay, but does it? I don't know. I, th- I I don't know either. I sounded awesome when I said that. You though. did, but I'm just. <laughs> I sounded very convincing, although I know nothing about what I'm talking Because I can about. tell you right now, I'm looking for even bootleg versions. I bet you sub- Headbangers Ball. There's subreddits I'm that sure will stream. There are. I, I guarantee you there's assholes out there doing it right now. And th- when I think about MTV, the fact is they were. They kind of cut loose of music programming in the late 90s. Early 2000s? Yeah. Well, I mean, the the joke is, right? The ongoing joke is MTV doesn't play videos anymore. But on more importantly, MTV has turned into 23 hours of ridiculousness. Yeah. That's the ongoing joke. They turned into a, a reality TV programming, real... It started real world, which is kind of the progenitor of all reality TV. And there's some kind of meat on those bones, which I understand. But also Jersey Shore. You were talking about. Oh, dude. I mean. Preg- teen pregnant. Or teen, um, yeah. Uh, I, I, which teen, is. Uh, eight, 16 but pregnant. or Crazy. All that that's kind a of thing. Shit. But, but dude, that's what my. This is my hypothesis. I think is. Why they stopped playing videos? I think they did have to pay licensing fees on all that stuff, right? And before they did, just like a radio station. I mean, ninety two nine or any of these local radio have, they to, have pay. to pay. I mean, granted, they're smaller. It's based on your market, of course. But it used to be on MTV that people want because it moved units. Yeah, right. So back, oh, everybody wanted to be back, on MTV back in the olden days, kids. We didn't have streaming or you could buy singles out of a store or any of that. Nobody's going in anywhere and buying hard copies of anything. Right. Maybe vinyl people. Bobby likes to buy vinyl. I like to buy vinyl. That's literal, tangible, tactical. Um, or Tactile. Tactile. I said tactical. It's tactical, too. God damn it. You buy, you buy physical copies of these things. CDs, tapes. Yeah, as soon as it turned digital, it um, it's not a bad thing. I mean, the quality is great. The ease of use is great. All of that's great. But what it did was allowed people to – you had to burn a copy of something to give somebody something. Obviously, it's digital now. You don't need to do that. But the game changed, right? Yeah. So, so in the beginning, MTV used videos to sell units. So if you had a video on MTV that directly correlated into selling albums, now if you have a video anywhere, it's just for promotion. It doesn't necessarily move 
units that you can then track. So there's still artists out there making million, multi-million dollar videos, right? Go look at a Drake video. Go look at a Meek Mill video. Go look at a Wheezy video. Go look at fucking a Quavo video. There's a lot of people out there spending a lot of money on videos and it doesn't necessarily equate into anything other than keeping their name in people's mouths. But there's no... I wish I knew more about this because we just kind of jumped into this conversation um, feed first. I if, To get a video on YouTube, if I make a, a music video and I pay the price, I put it on YouTube. YouTube doesn't have to pay me to broadcast that, right? Absolutely not. It's just... If you put on if you put on anything on the YouTube until you get AdSense, until you get buys yeah. into that, because of your count, obviously if Drake drops something on YouTube, there's shit worked out ahead of time. Because they understand be. what's yeah. gonna happen. But if you and me fucking did a cover of Islands in the Stream and released it on YouTube, not only would that be awesome, because yeah. it would be fucking amazing to see us do islands in the stream but it would mean nothing based on who we are categorically right right as as influencing members of the youtube community if for whatever reason that video started to get heat people would approach us for advertising right right we're then making money on that video but it's and more importantly your video becomes widely viewed and your tour is going to sell out because that's and that's ultimately where, where it's at. where the rubber hits the road. That's where all artists make the real money. And that's what MTV was. It was it was a vehicle by which you can sell all of your wares. The most important being your CDs and your records. Now it's shows and merchandise. That's where people make money now. That's where they make well. I as you get, where, I think that's where they've always made money. At, ultimately, yes. But there used to be a point because obviously you made nothing on your album sales. All it did was allow you to go make more albums, yeah, which the then made you made make money. more tours. Yeah, the labels made the money. Make more merch. Yeah. There obviously the Michael Jacksons and the Princes of the World used to get a huge cut of their album sales because they negotiated for that because they knew. Right, but there are, we were we were um, talking yeah um, about the early days of like um, Yo MTV Raps, mm-hmm. and you were talking about well there was the Beastie Boys episode. Beastie Boys are famously a band that put out an album called License to Ill that made a gazillion dollars and is still fucking making money, right? Yep. But it never made money for the Beastie Boys. Never. They didn't make. They probably made ten grand off of. They that made entire what sales. they made off their tours. It was like point zero zero nine cents on a dollar. It was some ludicrous amount of money. But like Russell Simmons, fucking got. Oh, him and paid. him, dude. Him and Rick. Yeah, Rick Rubin and Russell Simmons made, made all uh, the money. An empire on fucking license to ill. Yeah, and the Public Beastie Enemy. Boys, on the other hand, split up. After that album. Yeah. And didn't work together for like a year and a half because they didn't know what the fuck they were going to do. Right. Um, until they got back together to make Bryce right. Boutique. And then Grand Royal. Uh, they started. They that's started why nobody, nobody in the business is on anything other than their own labeling. Why would you be? Because it's easy to do. You have the internet. 
You don't need somebody going to disc jockeys in major cities and saying, play my album. Yeah. So there, it was a... It's what, just are the, a what are the record labels now that are... I mean, you got like Sub Pop, Matador... Oh, you still have Universal, you MCA. Universal. You I mean, still they're have, all there. You still have major labels, but they're usually... It's uh, six degrees of separation from the major label. So they'll have a label called Flower Children Records. When you go back one, back oh, two, back three, back gotcha. four, it's it actually universal. Universal, right? Gotcha. But yeah. they've got this small "quote unquote" boutique organization that are able to work on one artist at a time. It doesn't mean their label is going to be as filthy, but it could be, right? Um, so most people that are smart and believe in their project will self-finance, self-release, self-produce, and in that regard, if you sell. Uh, a famous guy to do that back in the day was Immortal Technique. Yeah. No label would have a guy like that. Right. But he sells 50,000 units and makes the same amount of money as somebody selling 5 million units. Yeah. So why why would you not do that? Because he made all the money. He made 100% of it. Yeah. But he carried 100% of the liability. Of course. Famous he had to be good. LP. Also, he was. LP. LP. Got off, a, got off. I think he was on Mercury right. uh, during that first, uh, the first album, um, Fun Crush, uh, and started Def Jux. And now he produces, makes, and promotes his own shit. Yeah. And so he carries the weight of what that means going forward, good and bad. Because sure. there's times where shit ain't selling and your fucking money's coming out and not coming in. Right. So it's a risk. But it seems like if you're somebody who's going to dedicate your life to music, um, it seems like betting on yourself would be a lot more interesting yeah. than betting on other people to make you money. Yeah, and you brought up the idea of like curating, like because that's in in a lot of ways that's what LP really ultimately does. I mean, he produces a lot of stuff. Obviously, it's in his name, but like he also just finds artists. You know, like a Danny Brown or someone that that he, many that um, and, creates. But see, and this content. is the, this is the difference. You got a guy like El Producto, and then you got like Khaled, who's never contributed a single thing to anything he's yeah, ever done except right. get people on a record. There's yeah. there's there's a lot. I used to think Puff Diddy. I used to think Puff was the worst person in the world. Yeah, I thought all he did was fucking he bastardized everything he took all the best songs and just looped it zero production skills we all thought that he just has biggie yeah right and every now and then you go yeah yeah huh <laughs> that's right the worst right and then you got khaled who's even worse even worse yeah. and now his record sales are showing it people are discovering that he is a talentless piece of shit like what does he do he does the same song every fucking album and right. people are starting to catch up with it so i think the people that are coming out the jids right jpeg we talked about and danny just yeah. got a new album this is all put out by them yeah you'd probably so, rather work with the guy that's actually relevant actively producing and actively a part of the community part like performing producing promoting like turn on a television show in the last three years, the ending credits is an LP song. I, I, I you know what I mean. Like, God, God bless America. Yeah, 
that's but to get off the hip hop thing even for rock musicians you see look at uh what was the what was that one program that used to be um like the story of this group there used oh, to be like the fi- behind the music behind the music yeah how many bands did you see rock musicians mostly because i think hip hop caught on to this a little earlier than the rock guys but how many of these bands that it was just like they have this breakout hits they have one or two albums and now what are you doing oh i've released four independent self you know self-produced and they're not moving anything dude like it's sad it's really sad you have all these super talented people that weren't protected early on and now their kind of careers were kind of wasted yeah in a weird way right so i think YouTube, the internet, SoundCloud, all of those platforms ideally would enable people to do better for themselves, but it doesn't feel like there's enough protection out there. Well, to go back to our original point. Before, Sorry. Before we move Wow, on. tangent. No, but that was a really good tangent. That's a great conversation. I, I mean, mean I it, like, it, it's The music industry is a fucking weird, weird thing. Anybody, we said it before, anybody can make music that is the best thing and the worst thing. Yeah, right. Right. It used to be you had to play music. Somebody sees you. Somebody signs you. There was some sort of qualification. There was a vetting process. There, there is um, a democratic nature to production now. Where I mean, I don't know if you remember, but like the weekend is a pretty big act. Um, Heard of them? The weekend. Their first two albums were completely self-produced and only released through their website. Yeah, you could not buy. Anything from the weekend. Right. And I mean, you couldn't buy them. They right. They were free. Right. But you had to go there. The first two albums, you could just go download. And what did that do? On what their did, website. What did that do for them? Gave them massive fucking exposure. You no, know was the first person to do that? Radiohead. The Radiohead and the Nine Inch Nails. Radiohead. Um, they had the money to rest on their laurels and not care. I'm course. not saying you can do that. They <laughs> were like out on a limb. But, like, but they realized the filthiness of the industry. And they got out of it. And they got out of it and they put everything else online for free and it did nothing but make all the record execs pull their hair out. They were like, this is it. Yeah. This is the end, guys. Yeah. Enjoy. And now, of course, The weekend is on a label and fucking, you know, but I think it's his label. Of course it is. You know what I mean? (laughs) But I think they, but it's become a more corporate. I I believe that it's, it it was a label funded by a bigger label. But I remember downloading the first two weekend albums 100% for free. Yep. And it was like, holy shit, this is really good. Why is this this good and free? Gee, weird. You know what I mean? It's almost like it's music. Motherfucker's done a Super Bowl halftime show. Just saying. Couldn't fucking sell out enough shit. Just saying. Bet on himself. Welcome to music nowadays. I hope people take advantage of the opportunities before them. All it takes is... Number one, you got to be good. Well, you got to be good. I, I know at it. Not, not everybody is, and I'm sorry if you're not. Not everyone is good that makes money, though. Uh, hey, I wasn't. I, I, my band wasn't good enough. I think to be Andrew WK self produced. Well, that initially did great, and he's um, god awful, horrible, oh, so and bad. yet everybody knows who we're talking about. God, how was terrible? He's an anomaly. Yeah, he might way. be an exception to prove. He's the rule. just fucking. It, he's is he good at anything? No. Okay, I just was, I didn't know. Very good at marketing, obviously. Obviously. You know, the, yeah. the album cover with the bleeding nose. And, and he's yoked. He's yoked. Yeah, 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 yeah. He looks the part. He looks great. You know, and then you know, came up with an algorithm to That's make cool. a, a, 
earworm of a song. Um, yeah. Another one. Yeah. Oh, yeah, DJ Khaled, dude. <laughs> I love Khaled, dude. Another one. That fat shit. Another one. I love it, dude. <laughs> Guys, go listen to whatever you want to. Go make music yourself. It's important. It feels good. If you have a musical bone in your body, just make music. It's definitely never been so democratic it, as it is now. It doesn't matter who hears it. If you can continue to make it for yourself, you are doing the right thing. But how cool joy. would it be if we could go watch 120 Minutes? That's all I want. I want hey, entire episodes all of 120 you, minutes. All you nerds out there, can somebody fix this for us? Dude. Can you go out there and track down 596 episodes of 120 minutes on some weird server in like the Netherlands and just give us that, please? Because, yeah, they put out 52 episodes a year for 14 years. fucking years. I read 596 <laughs> yeah. episodes. Yeah. That's stupid. And by the way, Matt Pinfield, the host of that show, still alive, was the most knowledgeable music I've, I've dude. He knew every third bass player in every obscure band from it was Minnesota. Crazy. Yeah, it was pretty impressive. He taught me more about like loving music probably than anyone else. There you go. You know what I mean? There like, you go. Matt Pinfield was like, oh shit. Yeah. Like Pixies, I love Pixies because of Matt Pinfield. Everybody I promise does. you. Trust me. I promise. That you. was a monumentous. He loved him some Pixies. Yeah. No doubt about I it. I learned everything I know about music from Ricky Rackman. Dude. I'm <laughs> He's sorry. such a dude. He's such a dude. But they put on so much good music dude, on Dude, they man. fucking shred it. They dude. put on all new metal shit. They like You turn on Headbangers Ball and watch fucking Dio. Let's go. And some goddamn crew. Yeah. And some but, but even past that, they put on like all the like raunchy new metal shit. Oh, hundred percent. They were they, yeah. They they had to adjust with the times. Definitely. And they even put on some like early death metal and black metal and like Oh it, dude. Even remember fucking crowbar? Crowbar You know what I mean? <laughs> Who remembered crowbar? That's bad. Saw him on fucking Headbanger's Ball. <laughs> that's why. By the way, that's my pearl of wisdom. What? Go find some fucking headbangers ball. Go find some 120 minutes. If you just find them on YouTube or wherever. Go try. But dude, that shit was so much fun, man. Absolutely. And those videos were so bad and so wonderful to watch. Absolutely. It was great, dude. Biohazard. Go find go look up 120 minutes biohazard. Do a Google search. Imagine uh Lincoln Park older. Oh, no. Imagine bro. Limp Biscuit. Yes. Older and less talented. And less talented. <laughs> Welcome to Biohazard. Uh, but they were the first to do it. I'll give they were them the that. first to I'll do it. That. Uh, my pearl of wisdom is this. Um, if you're complaining about everybody that ever looks at you wrong or bumps into you or says something to you, um, you're the snowflake. You're the fucking snowflake. If you worry about getting kicked out of a club because you're famous, but somebody more famous kicks you out because you're an asshole and you're a rich guy, you're the fucking snowflake. We don't complain about anything. All you guys can do is how you're victimized and victim. Oh, you're you're the snowflakes. Yeah. I, I, I don't understand where that terminology came from because all you do is complain about things that are happening to you. That I, it, That's literally what I thought it was. But I guess maybe my definition is off. 
I, yeah. Or jump up and get froggy. I'm not going to jump all over your your pearls, but no, yeah. do it, dude. Do it. I, I fucking I feel the same way. I was watching a video, um, a TikTok video popped up yesterday, and this younger black girl and her friend were staying at a hotel because it was her birthday, and of course, there's like a 60 year old woman that decided they weren't allowed to be in the room where right. you get continental breakfast, right? And she's like, you're not supposed to be here. You're not supposed to be here. And these girls are like, um, yeah, no, we're yeah. supposed to be here. We're, we're totally can be here. So the old lady walks up, spits right in her face. Classic. You know what I mean? Because yeah. she's like so offended. So fucking. Like, in- how can you share this space? I, this is unbelievable. God damn it. Why are these people allowed these to be with motherfuckers, me? motherfuckers, dude. God damn And the moral of the story is that young black girl beat her ass. (laughs) And I'm not saying that's the great, that's not, and and she was apologetic. She's like, I don't want to beat this lady's ass. God bless America. But you spit in my face. That's assault. You're going to get get to defend yourself. You're going to get your ass beat. Sorry. Well, we'll see. We'll see. We 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 How about this? We take sides, your guys' side and our guys' side, and we'll just throw hands. And let's see what happens. Well, and let's take it a step. I, I don't further. even care, dude. I'm done. I'm done with these fucking assholes. The, the step. They're not the, giving us any choice. The thing that sucks, dude, is like there is no sides. Everybody has oh. someone in their family that is trans. Everybody has a gay brother or a gay cousin right. or a gay aunt or. Right. What, you know, there's no sides. Uh, we all are living the same life. We're just living it from weird fucking perspectives. And that's the sad part to me. Mm. Like, you are just deciding that you love certain people more. That That's what bothers me. Hmm. We that's, all have a trans that's, fucking that's friend. That's very diplomatic of you. Well, it is. But there are clearly side strong. I just clearly I don't disagree I'm just saying that I think those sides are very arbitrary and they're very stupid and they're very political right because the fact is is everybody in their life has someone that they love that is living a lifestyle that they disagree with and they choose to overlook it because dude I grew up with a gay brother who's I know my family didn't agree with that shit at all of course but we love fucking Mark you guys did yeah that's right what I'm saying is that's not the overall consensus. I agree with that. You have people that, that part's right. You have people that want to affect and remove rights from people, and you have people that don't. No, a hundred percent. I know. We're arguing the same thing. I know we are. We're arguing the same thing. Hey, you know what? Scare them hoes. <laughs> <laughs>